Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. Annihilators, written by Weirdo5255. Long before crawling out of the gravity wells of the home stars, most species of the galaxy understand what lay above them in the heavens. Before history even began, they named the stars, found patterns and meaning in them, looked at the specks of light in the sky that moved and took pride in being able to predict them. The heavens were wild and fantastic, the place where gods battled amongst one another, where the heroes of old were laid to rest, where the young dreamed to travel. Sailors, merchants, travelers alike would all follow the heavens, the farmers and clocks were set to the far-off lights and the movements of the celestials. The curiosity to see more of what the universe had to offer did not die in any species who would one day travel to the stars. Those species without the toil in the dirt until their extinction nowhere close enough to sentience to understand what they were missing. So armed with most primitive lenses and species would look up towards and discover... The moving stars, more distant planets, very much like and very alien to the one that they stood on, seeing they moved on to understanding. Why did the planets move? Why did we not feel it? How did the stars appear? Where did they come from? And just looking up at the sky would not reveal the answers, but even so, they wanted to know. So the rules of the universe were written down. Crudely at first, in vague and imprecise tones. The universe, though, had a single universal language he teaches to those who are willing to study. The mathematics, formula of everything in existence, written out in dirt, in base 5, base 30, paper, parchment, stone, and metal are all the same. Soon the work of those looking up into the heavens was not to find new, but to verify which was written, what was being discovered whenever a new rule or exception was found in the calculations. To look up where the mathematics of reality clearly showed a hidden planet, to look through the crude instruments that just barely make out the new moving star. The mathematics of the universe continued to bless those who find them, giving them energy, understanding influence. None could break them, but understanding the rules, my that was more than enough for most. Understanding, though, carries its own risks. The universe is not kind. Sometimes it is one brilliant mind who first looked at the mathematics and saw the possibility. Sometimes it's a group that determined working together. On a few terrifying occasions, it was a lone student discovering that which he barely understood. What they are discovering interested only in seeing what the bounds of the rules of reality are. What happens when gravity, the weakest of the forces, is dominant? Marfani, Sigasol, Vaz, Catul, Black Holes. The point where the reality breaks, where the universe is exposed, space spends, time stops, and the mathematics of explaining fail. 
the monstrous annihilation once seen in the stars so long ago was real. The first visceral reaction was denial, the geniuses looking over the calculations for the misplaced menu, the groups of physicists chuckling, looking at one another to blame for mistakes, the bored student looks at their work and berates themselves for being so stupid. The numbers were checked, the numbers were rechecked, the equations were rederived, the equations were wrong, they had to be. Desperate to be wrong, the telescopes were tuned upwards once more, not towards the stars or the far-off galaxies or the very echo of reality forming at the edge of all things, but on the darkness between the lights and the dark. The mathematics waited, desperately hoping to be proven wrong, to not find any evidence of the places where reality ceased and the fundamental forces of gravity rendered time and space meaningless. They were right. The figures, the models of reality so meticulously crafted, were correct. How could there not be? The minds of generations had convinced them. The labor of millions of more minds had checked every facet. The annihilators were amongst the stars, ripping into some, paired to others, drifting across the endless void, sitting in the hearts of galaxies, combining and propagating across the heavens. For a moment, each of the species driven to understand would hesitate. The dreams of exploring the stars and finding other worlds would fade, replaced with the horrific knowledge that what would happen to anyone, anything that neared the annihilators. Not even light could escape the limit of our expansion. The limit was so close, but impossible to reach bowed to the annihilation. Their fear faded, eventually, but never completely disappearing from the minds of any species that reached out into the stars. As sailors manned ships for the slow trips between the stars and relativistic joints through time spread their species out amongst the stars, the annihilators were avoided at all costs. Some even tried to forget what lay in the darkness. Every unexplained loss of a million souls on the ships were blamed on them, the monsters in the darkness that hungered for all, devouring light and bending time to their whim. The galaxy spun, ships explored, empires rose, federations were founded and opposed them, both bound through a slow march of time. The kingdoms of the stars, the republics of trillions living only between stars of ancient ships rose, only to be disbanded and fall to rebellions. The galaxy spun, the annihilators in the dark grew unconcerned. Ships explored, empires, federations, confederacies, unions, companies rose and claimed the galaxy, and were forgotten. Only the oldest sailors, spending so much time between the stars and moving with light remembering and forgetting. Then the galaxy spun. Time marched on, an annihilator ignited, its darkness replaced by a dim glow. Then another, then another. It had been slow at first, on the outer edge of the galaxy, in only the faintest of reds. Heat began to bleed off of one. It was curiosity, but then the old monsters were bound to have a quirk or two. Another annihilator ignited. The first ignited annihilator grew brighter, energy pouring out of them, light visible enough for the first time the species still crawling up from the dirt and the whole worlds could see them, and mistake them for stars. Humanity. They had made the same calculations, come up with the same figures, recoiled in horror when they had first seen them above. 
They comprehended the Annihilators long before most did, accepting that the time and space which had been so stable throughout the rest of the history were in fact settled upon sand. Humanity understood that the Annihilators were death. Humanity was not comfortable with death. Humanity did not welcome death. Humanity had been far too familiar with death before reaching the stars, so finding the incarnated in the stars did not scare them. Seeing the annihilators in the heavens only spurred them on, like a petulant child being denied only hardened their resolve. So humanity did not reach out to the stars, but instead towards the darkness. Not to join it, not to accept it, not to succumb to it, but to replace it. Around the forces of pure destruction, humanity alone flourished. Constructs of beautiful efficiency and pragmatic safety, shells of unmatched strength, incomprehensible artistic colonies, heaps of scrap and refuse, humanity lit the darkness points in the galaxy, living close enough to the event horizons to cement themselves not only in space, but time. Humans lived to see the galaxy spin, to watch as descendants settled every other annihilator, lighting them up to mock death in all of its forms. Humanity damned annihilation for long enough to spare a few species the horror of seeing them in the night sky. Discontent even with the accomplishment, humanity wrangled the energy of the black holes and launched expeditions towards the other galaxies, trillions of souls aboard the ships. Whole galactic communities with histories as rich as any other developing and falling into time a human aboard might grow from a curious child to a determined adult. Humanity was not immune to the fall of civilization. Whole fleets of them would fall prey to the annihilation they harnessed. For millions of years and turns of the galaxy, the light surrounding the segments of annihilation they lit would be extinguished. Yet... More humans, a little different than the ones before, would arrive and relight the flames of our defiance. Millions of civilizations, trillions of souls across the entirety of the ever-shrinking universe asked humans, why? The humans would point to the mathematics, to the equations longer lived than their original star. Humanity was so comfortable around annihilation because it was all around them. Eventually, all would die, even the black holes. The universe was heading towards oblivion, destruction far more permanent than anything a black holes could inflict. Every planet, star, galaxy, black hole, particle was doomed to be torn asunder in space and time. They did not know how to change it, but until they did, they would defy every incarnation of death. At home, amongst the darkness, next to death, unbound from time and space, humanity would endure. Humanity will not go silently into the final night. End of story. Story number two. In most of the galaxy, wars are often just shows of strength and fighting was the last resort. As such, weapons are designed to be elaborate and flashy. Turns out, humans, whose weapons are built with efficiency in mind, have a different understanding of war. Written by Ak-1308. Loss, the Grand Admiral of the Garani fleet, preened as he stood upon the bridge of the Indominator, gazing out through the viewport. Out in the void, although he couldn't see more than half of them, cruised the pride of honor of his race. Countless battles had it waged against lesser fleets and unmarred it with a one each and every single one. Today, 
he would feel his dorsal spines would be another such day. Space combat and the galaxy had moved on to such perilous matters as actually blowing one another's ships up. It was now about who could muster the greatest amount of strength and display it most engagingly. The message was very much, I could blow you up, but I haven't, so surrender now before I change my mind. Had it worked, especially for the Koran, but Victor, at every such battle, I'm free to demand punitive reparations from the loser, which usually included signaling on as a vessel state, the tithe of resources from the world in perpetuity, and so forth. As such, it was a very profitable state of affairs for them to declare war upon any new race that managed to muster the technology of active FTL travel. Such races simply didn't have the resources or the fortitude to face the higher-tech enemy in battle, and surrendered at the first opportunity. The latest newcomer called themselves Terrans, or uh, Humans. Coloss didn't care either way. He personally given the order for one of his battle cruisers to go to the homeworld and strafe a couple of their cities and transmit the declaration of war. And it worked. The Terrans were on their way. For a newly emergent race, he was little impressed at the size of the fleet that they were bringing to them, though it held fewer than a quarter of the number of ships than his armada. Did they even intend to put up a fight, or would there be quick surrender after the first pass? He rather suspected the latter, given the lack of decoration on the vessels. All hands, battle stations. It really wasn't his place to give that order, but his great egg, he loved to do it, so Captain Kurali had to go rattle his spine somewhere else. The crew of the Indominator quickly dashed to their places, though he could almost feel the smug complacency that permeated the ships nearly as thoroughly as it did his very being. They were good at their jobs, good at winning. He was proud of them. Transmit orders, Formation 1-1. The battle fleet formed up around the Indominator in a classic reaching claw formation, which had brought them victory in every battle after battle. Opposite, the Terrans didn't seem to be seeking any particular dramatic formation. Coloss frowned. This wasn't going to be much of a victory if they weren't even going to try. Still, it wasn't his job to show his opposing admiral how to fight. He was there to show the Terrans that they were to lose. Raising his fist, he brought it forward. Daggered attack, squadron by squadron, go. The orders wasn't really necessary, but once again he liked to give it, raising their shields, which were tuned to respond to enemy attacks with a great rainbow light show of energy. His ships darted forward, their pulse weapons blasted out, splashing against the shields of the Terran ships. No light shows there, which was a very poor form. As the squadron streamed past, keeping impeccable formation, it wasn't easy and it would always serve to unnerve whatever uncivilized races he faced. At last, the attack squadrons looped around and slotted back into place and reaching claw formation. The coloss made a beckoning gesture. Your move. Are you going to reply or are you going to surrender now? The Terrans replied, but not in any civilized way. Splitting apart into several fluid elements, they darted forward, at a far greater boost than any of the attack squadrons had used. Coloss scoffed. What race could stand such gravitational forces and still keep a clear head in an attack run? Each element wove around one of the four spurs and reaching claw. It became clear that the Terrans were one such race, and then something else became clear. Terrans opened fire to end the attack squadrons. 
but their shots didn't splash harmlessly of the Kathrani's shields. Pulse weapons, kinetic kill weapons, and actual nuclear bombs smashed against the shields and destroyed the ships within. Frozen in shock, Colossus watched as the side of the Koran obliterated. Even those ships which raised their shields to the hard max and tried to maneuver out of the way were hunted down and hammered to flaming scrap. His eyes wide, he saw four elements merging swarm towards his Indominator and her attendant battlecruiser. He couldn't run, not against the ships of that sort of acceleration, and with the damage that they were dealing, no one ship of his would survive, even if they did take a few turns down with them. The battle was lost. If he wanted to live, there was only one thing he could do. Signal surrender, he screeched. If you value your lives, you must surrender now. As the message went out, the Terran ship slowed. He tasted the bitterness of defeat. How had it even come to this? He was the most preeminent admiral in the Karani fleet, and the Karan were the most adept players of the game of war in the galaxy. It came down to one thing he realized, far too late to be of any value. Everyone assumed that the Terrans had played by the same rules. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.